Hey everyone, um, I just wanted to jump in here real fast to say that um, in today's episode, there's a bit of, um, there's some mentions of some touchy subjects. Um, I would say things like uh, attempted suicide and uh, death, specifically sibling death. So um, if, it's, if this isn't in something that you are ready to listen to or prepared to listen to, I'm just warning you right now. Um, but if you still would like to listen, um, thank you and hope you enjoy what Drew has to say. Chaos Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdwood Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with the writer and creator of the Halloween Man comic series, Drew Edwards, here to promote the series relaunch now on Global Comics. Welcome, Drew. Howdy. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for reaching out and joining us here today. But um, outside my introduction, who is Drew Edwards in his own words? Um, I, I would say I am a journeyman writer. Uh, you know, I have been writing for comics professionally for, for 22 years. Um, I'm a Ringo Award nominee uh, for Best Writer in 2020. In 2018, I, I won a Best of Austin Award. Uh, I am a member of the PEN America Fellowship of Writers. Uh, I am also a Gasly Award winner for best best horror webcomic in 2009. So uh, I guess those are my my qualifications. It makes me sound very, um, with the exception of the Gasly Award, it makes me sound very hoity-toity. I assure you, I am I am not. <laughs> Well, what is uh, the Hall- Halloween Man series about for those who aren't familiar? And what should returning readers expect um, when the relaunch happens? So my elevator pitch, as it were, that I give uh, at conventions is Halloween Man is the weird adventures of a zombie superhero and his sexy mad scientist girlfriend. Uh, they they battle everything from, from Bigfoot, the Invisible Man, uh, uh, you know, vegetarian vampires, <laughs> uh, vampire dinosaurs. It's it's very uh, quirky and odd. Um, uh, if you like vintage monster movies, um, you know, classic comic books. It's it's kind of it's in this weird space in between Evil Dead Two and and Silver Age Fantastic Four. Um, it doesn't sound like it should work, but somehow I've been doing this for two decades. Uh-huh. Well, I, w- I remember reading one of them. I think it's one of them, the more recent ones you just um, re-uploaded on a, a Global Comics. Um, and it was about the Halloween man and then the necromancer and about the burnt out necromancer. And that just started getting the wheels turning in my head because I play Dungeons and Dragons. And I was like, it'd be really cool if I played not a necromancer uh, or sorcerer or anything like that, but like a burnt out cleric. 
because everybody yeah. relies on the cleric for everything. It was like, that'd be really cool if like constitution was one of my lower stats. And I'm just like, I, I can't help you guys. I'm burnt out. I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> I thought it'd be really funny. That's that's terrific. Um, I I was an avid Dungeons and Dragons Dungeons and Dragons player for quite a bit of time. Um, and in fact, in the the comic book, people sometimes notice Halloween Man's primary weapon is is a shovel, and on the shovel there's a pair of of runes that look like plus two, and that's that's my my shout out to to D and D. I I I'm a big fan you know like most uh most dorky kids uh that that was a big part of my high school experience uh-huh well could you elaborate a little bit more on your creative process on halloween man so for instance like uh character creation and development storylines and maybe even some world building well um so halloween man the character came about uh you know initially it was from necessity because the pretty much the moment that i understood that when you pick up a comic book and there were the credits in the comic book that that was a job that you could get i was like well this is the this is my calling like i love comics so much so um you know i moved from my my rural town in texas to to dallas and I immediately went about trying to find a, a, a comic book company of some sort to, to you know, fall in with. And I ended up working for this guy, Malcolm Harris, who, who uh, created, he, he was running this company, uh, Maximum Comics and Games. And uh, it was mostly a role-playing game, it was tabletop role-playing like Dungeons and Dragons. And he was gonna be producing a superhero game called Nemesis. And what he wanted to do to tie into everything is he wanted a comic book that was going to be based on all the different classes that you could, could play in the game and he was like well okay you're a, you're a horror movie guy would you make up the supernatural character so i immediately started racking my brain about uh you know what i what I liked about, because, you know, I'm obsessed with monsters, you know, like mm -hmm. I, it's, it's just, it's always been my thing. Um, what I really wanted to do is kind of turn the convention of the, the classic monster movie on its head, where the monster was the good guy, the monster, you know, got the girl and everything. Because it seems like if you watch, you know, any one of those movies, from from King Kong, Creature from the Black Lagoon, any one of those, it seems like that the monster always just wants to be loved and accepted. Uh -huh. And at the end of the the movie, some some jock with a shotgun ends up ends up killing them. And I was like, well, what if what if I turned out those conventions on their head? And that was the initial uh, starting point of Halloween Man. What ended up happening is um i'm a twin mm -hmm. and um i when you know not about six months into developing halloween man i was unfortunately in a a car accident that uh killed my twin which was um it was devastating i mean like uh you know actually you know as of this recording actually my birthday is going to be tomorrow and it's still a really you know, even, you know, this many decades on, like, it's still a really hard day for me, because I just feel like an incomplete 
set. So I, I needed something to keep me going. And I started really putting a lot of, because uh, suddenly I felt like I really, I had all the survivor's guilt. I really knew what it felt like to be a monster all of a sudden. And um, I started putting a lot of that into the comic and, it, you know, I start. I, you know, I made up my, my, my twin was, was, was trans and they were actually in the, the, you know, they were in the point where they were transitioning from being, um, you know, a man into a woman. And like, that was like, it felt very much like a life. Like this was this person that was still very young and, and was just starting to figure, you know, themselves out. And so that was cut. So I even like I, I even created this new character, Bella, who was basically my twin in comic book form. Mm -hmm. And um, so this thing suddenly became very personal. And I, I went to I went to Malcolm and I was like, look, I will I will buy out the rights on this character um, and the supporting cast and everything. I have to go off and and do this on my own. And, you know, it's too personal to me now. And he under, he understood and um you know we, we parted ways amicably and it started to evolve like the the world you know since i was no longer governed by the the world that that malcolm was creating i was able to look back at at you know when you when the way my my twin and i grew up um we were you know, we both had this love of comics and, and monster movies and things. So we were always, you know, collaborating with each other and telling each other's stories and things like that. So I was able to look back on some of that stuff and develop it. And in fact, the setting of Halloween Man, particular, the, the main setting, Solar City, which is, a you know, it's a fictional city, but that was based off of something that, you know, a setting that, uh, you know, when, 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 you know, we used to kick around the idea of doing our own comic books. Like that was the setting that we had come up with. So, you know, it, 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 it was all this stuff that, uh, you know, allowed me to cope. And I, uh, you know, I, I apologize if I'm coming the long way around on your question, but like, it, it's, so inter, it's so intertwined because, uh -huh. yeah, if I hadn't done this comic and if I hadn't done it in this particular way, um, I, I wouldn't, I don't think I we would be talking. I don't think I would have made it because like this comic book saved my life. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's, cause my, well, the thing is my next question was going to be, how do you like maintain the Halloween man is your stories in your series and not someone else's, even with the influences of these classic horror uh, movies and monsters and, you know, your story of losing your twin and this has pretty much been your coping mechanism and it being your birthday tomorrow and just all these, you know, really personal things and putting it all into your work. I mean, yeah, there are some similarities or parallels in your in your work, but because of how personal it is and how much you've invested in there, um, that I think is what sets you apart from everyone else. I mean, don't get me wrong, no offense to any other comic book creators, writers, artists. I'm pretty sure they put some of their own stuff in their work as well. But you sharing your story. I mean, I don't know how often you tell people this, and I, I thank you for sharing that with me. But um, yeah, you putting your story out there and sharing it, everyone, that is that is what sets you apart from possibly a lot of other creators. Well, one of the things that I, I 
I have tried to do. I, I, I wasn't very open about this stuff mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, I, I am diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, um, mm-hmm. clinical anxiety. I also have dissociative identity disorder, which um, a lot of people, up until Moon Knight, a lot of people didn't know what that is. I guess good on on Marvel, it saved me a lot of ex- explaining to people. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I feel like I've, I've the last few years, especially since the pandemic, I have gone out of my way to be more open about my my struggles with with mental health issues. Because if I'm feeling this way, I I know there are other people out there, and if they, if somebody can say like, hey, this guy didn't didn't give in didn't you know let let you know a horrible thing a terrible thing um you know crush him you know like maybe that can maybe that can help somebody else because uh and it also just you know as an advocate for also the the art form that is comics like i i want to show that comics can matter and they're not just uh you know pulp pulp fiction but you know they can have real heart put into them which like i think too often you know people think of comics as this sort of disposable medium that's for for children and stuff like that but you know really when you especially when you get into small press you have a lot of people that are putting their heart and souls into what they're putting out there uh-huh. yeah well to just shift a little bit um how has your experience been working with collaborators and how did you know that they were right fit for Halloween man? And you have a lot of experience working with collaborators, right? I'm pretty sure, pretty sure it's not the same people throughout, you know, the whole 20 years. So how has that been searching for them and then, you know, working with them and seeing they're the right fit and then when they're not the right fit. So how has that experience been? Thankfully I've been fairly lucky with the people that I've teamed up with. Like I, I haven't had a whole lot of workplace drama. Um, the few times that it's happened, um, I've I've squashed it pretty quickly. Um, I think I'm a, I'm a decent boss. Like I, you know, I know I can't pay the same rate as like Marvel and DC. So I at least, uh, expo- you know, I, I, I try to make it a fun environment where people can uh, collaborate and I try to give my artists lots of, of leeway to interpret the characters, um, you know, put their own stamp on it. Um, there's naturally certain people that I've worked with and, you know, there are people that I've worked with a lot of time that after a while we have this, this sh- shorthand. Um, I can tell you this, like, this is the wrong way to approach somebody. So, a few years ago, I was doing an art search, and the the girlfriend character in Halloween Man Lucy is a she's a plus size woman, which mm-hmm. is of course a rarity in in you know mainstream comics. And I, I I had put out some ads for artists, and I had a guy call me or not call me but email me, and he had sent me you know, all of his interpretations of the characters. His art was quite good, but um, his his Lucy was very, very off model. And, you know, I, I made mention of that. And he's like, well, I'm not going to draw the character that way. You know, like I, I you, you know, the way you have this character in your head, it's wrong. You know, she needs to look this way. And I was like, well, you know, thanks for talking to you. You know, good luck finding a gig, but this is, 
this is going to not work for you, uh, or we're not going to be able to collaborate. Because mm -hmm. so like, if you don't come in with like good faith, but also a little bit of humility that, you know, like, you know, you're going to get your be able to interpret you know, the character and be able to put your stamp on it. But don't come in telling me, well, we're doing this my way, you know, like, especially on something like this with the character that's, you know, it, it's not the norm, like, it's good that the, the representation is there. So, you know, like the fact that, that he was kind of coming at me like that, it was a it was a bit on the the arrogant side, I suppose. So you know that's that's really one of thankfully one of the few times I've had to deal with anything like that. Like most of the artists that I've worked with have been lovely people that love comics and they just want to put out the best comic possible. That's not what they. Imagined. Oh no, that's that's like... that's literally what he said. Oh, like okay. I I was. <laughs> I was kind of soft peddling it, I guess, because I'm too nice and I didn't want to make him seem too rude, but he, he, he used some not some nice words about, I, you know, I won't, I won't draw a woman that that's expletive, expletive, expletive. And um, yeah, that doesn't fly with me. <laughs> yeah. Just, that's just terrible. <laughs> but um, what advice would you offer to other creators that you wish someone would have told you when you first started, or even during the process, I guess maybe like even the early stages of Halloween Man, that it's that that don't get caught up in the idea of overnight success. That comics are a long game. I did not get any real recognition at this until I was in my mid thirties. Like I started developing Halloween Man when I was fresh out of high school, and you know, now I'm in my 40s, and I'm still doing it. And, you know, I thought I had all these visions of how my life was going to go and how my career was going to go. And um, I would have been a whole lot happier and a whole lot less critical of myself if I just if I could go back and talk to my younger self and go just don't, you know, don't give up on your expectations. And let things let things be let your career career evolve the way it's going to evolve. Because like, if you think you're gonna, I mean, some people do like one of one of my regular collaborators is um, Nicola Scott, who, you know, her career took off like a rocket and she was working for DC with a for within, a, you know, a few years of really, you know, getting out there, but that doesn't happen to most people, you know, most most people really have to, you know, to stick it out to get their, their lion's share of the industry and you know comics are incredibly competitive basically everybody who is a fan of comics at one point i think has thought about making their own comics so um you know you i would definitely tell myself to adjust my expectations and you know just just be happy with the like stop breathe take a look around see and, and take in the experience because you know, you don't get those moments back. Yeah. So throughout the whole process, so just like Halloween Man, like you got this in the back, like it, it's good. You you know, you're good with the characters, you're good with your artists and collaborators, you know, you're good with your deadlines, that you, you've you handled. But like outside of this, it's like family life and friends and trying to maintain a social life and even time for yourself, you know, with everything that's happened in your life. Like how do you 
manage your mental well-being when it becomes too overwhelming, when it becomes too much, or even if you've ever dealt with burnout, right? So how do you typically manage when it when it does become like that? Most of the time I have to, you know, set up good boundaries. And, and if I need some alone time, just be like, because I think if you were to ask people, they would tell you that I am a social butterfly and that I have all this energy and everything. But the thing is, is, you know, there's a part of me that's very introverted and I need time to myself. So like, I, I have to be able to be like, not today, you know, I can't do it today. I can't hang out today. Um, you know, I need to take some, some alone time for me uh, and, you know, just make sure people know that it's not personal. I mean, there's, and there's definitely times where it's been too much. Like uh, when, when I was, you know, divorce, I, I was going through a divorce with my first wife and it wasn't like a great breakup. Not that there's such a thing as a good breakup, but it was a, it was a particularly difficult breakup there was a point where you know i i attempted suicide and um i i was in a mental institution very briefly and i i didn't work on comics for probably six months when i got out of the hospital because i just didn't i didn't have it in me so i'm not going to say that like i'm i'm i've been perfect every time like just being able to like barrel on barrel on through because that's certainly not the case but um overall you know like you you have to you have to be aware that you're you're burning out like you have to be aware that you're you're taking on too much and you have to have the ability to say no um which i think a lot of people a lot of people have a hard time with that. I certainly do. I've taken on freelance gigs that I probably shouldn't have because I, you know, you never know when the opportunity is is going to arise again. And like, you know, there was there was a, a you know something a, a job I took last year that my my wife actually was like, you shouldn't take this. You have too much going on right now. And I look back on it, and she was right. So like, you know, the ability to say no is very empowering. Yeah, I'm, I know we, I, I mentioned to you earlier before we got started about how I'm like ending, um, going pretty much on hiatus from these interviews in like um, a couple of weeks. And I'm like, the cutoff date is the October 1st, but I'm ending them totally, um, like pretty much at the end of the month of October. And I like had to pretty much put it out there and say it out loud. So, because the thing is with creators is they're going to, continue to inbox me and want to come on a show and it's getting to the point now where I'm like I'm forgetting stuff and like I don't know what day it is or you know I'm just so so exhausted uh mentally from everything like I, I love speaking with everyone and talking about their projects and whatnot and networking with people but it's gotten to the point now where it's like draining me in a way like I know the previous weekend or last weekend I should say um, I was planning on going out to some different events and like to a person's, um, I should say my cousin's birthday party. And I just couldn't do it. Like the idea of getting up and like getting back in my car and being around other people, it was just exhausting just thinking about it. So it was like actually doing it would probably have been worse. And then like, I'm not sleeping either. So I need it's just that for me is 
learning how to say no has become a difficult task because I'm not used to having opportunities. Like you said, you never know the opportunity may arise from something that yeah. you took on, but it's like, I'm not used to having them. So I'm trying to take on as much as I can, but it's like, you're no good to anybody if you're exhausted, you know, if you're sleeping on your feet. Right. So yeah. that's pretty much where I am right now. And just trying to tell myself that it's okay to take a break. It's okay to go on hiatus pretty much. And I've definitely been in, in a place that like what you're describing and the people that really care, like they're, they will understand, mm -hmm. um, you know, and you, you have to be, aware that you know when you start to take a long hard look like the people who care like you keep them in your life but the people who don't understand those aren't the people you need in your life anyway mm -hmm. um and no no opportunity is worth your health i think um you know as you know in america we 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 we, we are taught to basically work ourselves to death mm -hmm. and like if you ever talk to anybody from another country, they think we're in, they think we're insane of the, how much we work. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it's, it's okay to take breaks. It's okay to, you know, pace yourself because life isn't, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, what is the, the right word? It's, it's a jog, not a marathon. I think I'm phrasing this wrong. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah, it's, uh, um, what is it, a marathon, not a, not a sprint or something that's like it. that? That's it, that's okay. it, that's it, right there. Okay, but um, my last question for you, Drew, is, and you kind of touched on it already, um, but what is your idea of success, right? So I ask that because as creators, if we're not getting regular paychecks from a full-time job or making consistent revenue from our art, we're considered failures or we'll consider ourselves failures. Many of us will put our dreams and projects on a back burner or give them up altogether because this career path can be highly intimidating and competitive. So what is your idea of quote unquote success? You know, the most important thing to me, I mean, you know, naturally, you know, look, money's great. You know, I've won some awards. Those are nice. I'm not going to say good, good reviews make me happy. Bad reviews make me sad, you know, like all those things. But, um, my most important thing is to know that my my work is out there. It's being read, and that you know it, it affects people in the way that uh, that I want them to. That they laughed at the jokes, they thought they were funny when it was supposed to be sad. That they they were touched. Um, you know that's that's what me means the most to me because a story's no good if it's just you know for for me. You know, like we, we, we humans, they create stories to share them with other people. So, you know, I just, I just want my stuff to be read by as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. So is there anything else that you want to touch on about Halloween man as a whole that I may have missed? Well, uh, you know, we, we touched on it briefly at the start, but, uh, we are relaunching through global mm -hmm. comics and we're over in the course uh and by the time this interview is out uh it'll all be up there but my entire back catalog is going up there for free and it's including stuff that was never on comiXology so this is going to be the complete halloween man reading experience so if you want to try this comic out if you you have enjoyed this conversation at all 
please go to global comics that's global comics with an x look up halloween man comics and and dig into it because it's a whole uh whole other universe of comics that uh people probably aren't aware of uh-huh. yeah and so expect a lot it's 22 years worth of material yeah. so. <laughs> you might be you might be reading for a while <laughs> for a while yeah 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 all right. Well, again, I want to thank the writer and creator of the Halloween Man comic series, Drew Edwards, for joining us here today to promote the series relaunch now on Global Comics. I highly recommend our listeners to give Halloween Man a look, share, and read pretty much all of the back catalog um, if they are interested in. Um, all of Drew's socials, website, and the Global Comics profile will be listed in this episode's details for those who are interested in reading. Again, I am K.S. Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdbook Podcast. Thank you.